Mortgage. Customized solutions to help you meet your personal and business goals. Visit SWBC.com. Now, your hosts, Nate Newton and Kevin Gray. Welcome to week 15 of the National Football League. It is Cowboys Crosstalk presented by SWBC live at the Cowboys Club in the Star in Frisco. Kevin Gray of 105 through the fan. Joined as always by my main man, Nate Newton, three-time uh, Super Bowl uh, champion. Uh, uh, Six-time Bowl Bowler. Let's get rolling, baby. Nate yes, festive sir. in his red, his yes. Christmas red for yes. sure. Of DallasCowboys.com, Patrick no C. Walker, good enough to join us on no this Wednesday C, night. Baby. No C. Real, what's well, good, man? Good a, to see you. Doing all right? Have a seat. Yeah. Hey, you good, yeah. Patrick? You good? You I'm good? You good? You good, baby? Fantastic. You good? Patrick on his phone getting the latest information when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> handling business. And this week, our Cowboys <laughs> legend, seven-year NFL veteran, all with the Dallas Cowboys. He was the 85th overall pick in the 1999 NFL Draft out of Texas A&M. Yes, sir. Win our Cowboys win, legend, baby. joining yeah. us. Yes. This week right here thank on you. the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network. Dak, thank you so much for spending some time with us this Wednesday. How are you this evening? I'm doing good. It's always an honor to be here with you guys. Appreciate you taking the time with us. Going to have some fun tonight as we get ready for week 15 of the NFL. Your Dallas Cowboys on a four-game winning streak as they head to Jacksonville. I heard they call it Duval County down there. And yes, the, they the, do. The fighting Trevor Lawrence's who uh, is playing some good football. And, Patrick, I'm going to start with you because we saw the Cowboys on Sunday afternoon struggle a little bit with the Dow or the Houston, Texas, I should say. They needed an 11-play, 98-yard drive to be able to get it done. What was the one silver lining, though, that you took from a game where there was a lot of up-and-down nature from the Dallas Cowboys despite them getting the win the on Sunday? Line, the silver lining for me, and this is kind of a uh, Easter egg to the, to, to the column, the science lab that drops this week, is resiliency continues to show itself with this team. Now, as you guys know, when it comes to the playoffs, those teams that have been battle-tested over the course of the regular season are typically going to have more success than those that have not been. And I, I'm hard-pressed to figure out uh, a way in which this version of the Cowboys has not been tested through adversity. You lose your franchise quarterback for several games, and th the list goes on and on. So while you should not excuse how it took 98 yards on a final drive to defeat a 1-1 Houston Texans team. The fact that you were able to dig deep and get that win, it tells me that this team has figured out, hey, even when our back is against the wall, we can figure out how to, how to be victorious. And usually this time of year, you always want to worry about, hey, how are they winning in games and how they find a way to win games. And I think that's the, that, that last drive, the 11-play drive for 98 yards, I think really – gives us a boost and realize it doesn't matter how you play the game and what happens during the game because you're going to face some adversity. Things are not going to right the way. They could easily fold. But guess what? They found a way to win, and I think that's the most important thing that you're going to play till the end now since you had that experience. Nate, this is a team in Dallas that it took a little bit of time for them to get their rhythm, especially in that fourth quarter. But what did you take away from we know how difficult it is to win in this league and they were able to find a way. What do you take away from what you saw from the Texans and the Cowboys on Sunday? You know, I'm here with you every week, so you, you kind of know my thoughts. And uh, what I need for my Cowboys to do is they got to start finding ways to play consistent. You know, and, and, and find that way real quick because when they go down to Duval, they're playing with a young team that has finally conquered some things in their lives. They hadn't beat the Titans, and I'm talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars, hadn't beat the Titans at home in their backyard. Not, I'm talking about the Titans' mm -hmm. backyard since 2013. So they, they going, you know, they feeling good. One week they get hammered and beat to death. I mean, not to death. 
But then, then the next week they come back and beat somebody real bad. So now they, they're feeling good. The Cowboys finna go, go down there, and, man, this thing's going to be nice. What I need for the Cowboys to do, especially with all the injuries we've had, is to go out and just play tough and mean just a whole game. Just get consistent. Get ready. You know, get ready for the playoffs if, if, if that's your goal. And this is a team in Jacksonville that's playing much better football these days. As you were mentioning, Trevor Lawrence yeah. playing much better. You've seen his progression throughout the year. As we put a bow on what happened on Sunday as we turn the page, getting ready for you know, Jacksonville on, on Sunday, what now do you take now for a Dallas Cowboys team, Patrick? Four wins in a row, obviously trying to keep pace in the NFC East with the Philadelphia Eagles, and what you want to see now to build off of what has been some up-and-down play even in the midst of a four-game win streak for the Cowboys. Leaning back on what Big Nate said, it has to be consistency at this point because quite as it's kept, because of how the flow of the game went against the Texans, the Cowboys are catching a lot of flack, but they're still one of the hottest teams in the league. Four consecutive wins in the month of December. They are one of the few teams that have not suffered a two-game losing streak at all this season. Wow. Very difficult to accomplish. They just need to string together consecutive, consecutive games of Elite four, elite one through four quarters. So quarter one, two, three, four, it has to happen. You're going against a Jacksonville Jaguars team that is much more dangerous than a Houston Texans because now you got to, you know, go against Trevor Lawrence, Zay Jones, Christian Kirk. We know what Travis Etienne has become. Mm -hmm. And they are coached by a guy who knows the Cowboys quite well in Doug Peterson. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they're going to have their hands full. It's consistency. We've seen the Cowboys blow teams out. We've seen them struggle and still win games. Question is, can they tie it all together every single week and be as dominant as we saw against a team like the Colts? Or better yet, a team like the Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota. Dad, when you watch this team play on Sunday, you can obviously sympathize with obviously what these players and emotions are going through. When you're facing an opponent that's 1-10-1 coming into the game, is it hard to get, get, get up for a game like that, or do you have to find an extra measure to be able to handle your business the way that you need to in well, a game like this? Well, I think like it's, this? a lot of it also depends on the experience of the players. If you've been in the league a long time, you respect the team that are 1 in 10, just because you know how hard it is to win and how prideful it is every week to go out there and play. And, uh, and I think that's the hardest part. If you're a young team, they're like, oh, you look at the records just like you do in college, and you're like, oh, well, hey, I, I was a five-star recruit. I played for a big Division One team. That record's... And they're not winning. We're going we're gonna to kill them, right? That's a mindset. But I think just in the National Football League, what we're just talking here, we're just echoing, is that it's hard to win in this league. And we, especially when you only won one game, you've been in a lot of close games, lost a lot of close games in the fourth quarter. And it's bragging rights, too. It's the state of Texas, you know? So, <laughs> so I, going in the game, I, I think Anuva is going to be close somehow, some way, and they're going to figure it out. And, um, and I thought when we were digging ourselves in those big holes and – and they had a chance to make some plays, and they didn't to really extend the lead and, and then pull the game away, which we were fighting. We were doing everything we could uh, to be in that position to finish at the end. So um, overall, I just look at that game, and I was like, oh, we knew it was going to be a dogfight. But guess what? At the end of the day, nobody cares how you get the W. You got that win. We move on to the next. Now, I want to ask you this. What has the film shown you about what happened on Sunday? Because we know Lovey Smith that cover two, that Tampa two shell that he likes to play. We saw some of that, and Dak struggling with a little bit of that. But on the final drive, was really able to take advantage of it. What did the film tell you about what the Cowboys could do to improve to see some of the different things that they saw against Houston? See, th this is what I've been trying to explain for about five weeks now. The plays that you took that to go 98 yards, here's my tight end. Here's the guy sitting right here. You taking what they were giving you to get yourself down, methodically down the field. Why was you forcing it in the first half? Yeah. You, you don't 
The greatest quarterback to ever play the game, as everybody says, Tom Brady. Only two years he had Randy Moss. The rest of it was things that were pieced together. This kid not only grew by learning how to be an ultra manager of games, but he, uh, it taught him to learn the game better. Take what the defense give you, trickle down the field. It helps the strength of your team, the defense. Don't wait to, for, for, for the end of the game to do this. <laughs> and first of all, I want to say it was all about that. Three turnovers, fellas. Yeah. You knocked the air out of these guys by going down and driving and scoring, and then you turn the ball over to punt. Yeah, the muff punt, yeah. Right, and all of a sudden now you got an interception. You gave a one, what, 11 and one team life. That's all we need is professionals. We, we, we've been kicked enough by our own people. So you gave us life. But other than that, what, you, what he should do is go back and say, wow, I took the tight end five yards. Uh-huh. I took a wide receiver ten yards. Wow. You don't have to force nothing. I just believe that. Patrick, should this team offensively play a little more up-tempo? Because you saw what Dak did in that final drive. Right. It was read, react, and go. And we've seen him at times when he's been able to play with that kind of up-tempo pace. He's lethal. Should we see more of that from Kellen Moore in this offense going forward here? I, I would like to see more, but I feel like there's a line there um, for a couple of reasons. Number one, if you're running no huddle, which we've seen that Prescott can be lethal, like in your words, and very accurate in that capacity. But also keep in mind, the Cowboys struggled when they lost Terrence Steele at right tackle. When Josh Ball was tasked with coming in, he, yep. he had a couple of serviceable snaps, but then the two big plays that worked against him helped blow up the situation for Dak Prescott. When they put Jason Peters at right tackle, it was a 98-yard yeah. uh, game-winning drive, and Peters held up very well. So that's a conversation for if we'll see what the rotation is between Ball and Peters next week. But th- it's key to note that as well. But kind of circling back to the no huddle, uh, you have to make sure that you're also giving your, t- your guys time to breathe and rest because if you're going no huddle, and it can be strategic, you might be doing it at times to keep the other team from being able to substitute, but it also keeps you from being able to substitute. Yeah. So there's a, a, a line in the sand that says, okay, I would like to see more, but schematically speaking, you have to make sure that you're getting your guys rotated in as needed. And, and you were more, talking about uh, no, More importantly, when you're talking about up-tempo, you got to think about what just happened to your defense. Mm-hmm. Did they just get 15 plays, yeah. seven minutes. And you can't go three and, and out yeah, one up-tempo. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> it's, a, it's a whole lot rides <laughs> yeah. up into that yeah. up-tempo. And we shouldn't have to worry about, not to uh, damper what you said, Patrick, but we shouldn't have to have to worry about because our guys are our guys. That's right. We, we don't have a – either the only thing that changes is the running backs. Mm-hmm. Everybody else stays the same, the tight ends, the wide receivers. I mean, well, the tight ends go yeah. because they're four deep. Yeah. 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 So, but <laughs> so I'm just saying, you know, swap out. they one and one. They'll swap you know. out. And, but now they, to that point, they also have T.Y. Hilton now. We'll yeah. see what happens mm-hmm. with the OBJ situation. But even if OBJ doesn't land, I feel like it will land. But now you're really robust in the wide receiver unit. And, again, you're running four deep in tight ends. So, the, you're going to need to rotate some guys. Stop. Stop. You knew Nate was trying to fit here. None of that OBJ stuff. He over just like most folks over. You know what, man? That's fantasy football. Uh Uh-huh. This kid is fantasy football. He's not not here. Yeah. He's not going to help us win nothing. Not right now. Not a week from now. Not two weeks from now. Get what you got and roll with it. T.Y. Yeah. 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 T.Y. is is here. here. Yeah, and speaking yeah, okay. of that, yeah, right. look, oh, they, <laughs> yeah, look, <right. laughs> Patrick started to touch on it a little bit that when it came to the injuries that this Cowboys team is suffering as a game, we know that the NFL is a war of attrition. You're going to go through injuries, you're going to go through a lot. 
How does that affect the team's mentality when you're seeing guys go down week after week and trying to maintain what you believe is something special that's happening with this football team? Well, that's why that's the hardest part. Is when you're a good team and you have somebody that's down, you hope the next man up, right? That's the whole mentality. And then on the opposite side, if you're a defensive player and you see a man down, guess what? The defensive coordinator, especially for Houston, Texas, go, hey, we got a, we got a weak link now. How right, do we right, attack? Right. We're going to break this this defense down with its offense down, whatever um, the, the concept is. So in a game, it goes by so fast. Players sometimes don't understand the big picture until you get out of the game, you watch it from afar, you're, you're, you're part of the coaching staff and you see it. But uh, players, you just go out there and you just roll. You just got to play. And, and you know, hey, you did everything you did all week the best you could to prepare yourself for the opportunity. And you go out there and you play. And injury's going to happen. And you know that you never know what's going to be and who it's going to be. These guys, get, next guy got to get in and just got to go in and do your job because, hey, that's what you're paid for and that's what the, your, your team are asking you to do. Nate, real quick, what's the conversation like in the locker room as you guys continue to keep yourselves where you need to be staying in the moment as you're watching guys go through injuries and still trying to maintain what you believe is a special group in that room? You, you go to work. You go to work and see. Uh, I, I didn't like when Josh Ball went in the game. I, I really didn't because – I believe what I see. Sure. And he never showed me nothing. This kid, I'm not saying he can't play, but what I am saying, training camp was a disaster for him. The preseason was not nice to him. Now you throwing him into, this ain't backups playing. And so I knew sooner or later, i like, oh, my God, what's the over and under on this kid before they get him? I mean, it was two plays. But it made, no, no, but it made me mad because that's where – we wasn't ready as a team. We was not ready as a coaching staff because you just can't throw this kid out there and not give him maximum protection to help him. See, that, that's, how, that's how I look at it. We got to give him maximum protection. I don't care. If it ain't a run, help him by chipping. But I don't care. Give him help. It is Cowboys Crosstown presented by SWBC at SWBC Customized Solutions for Individuals and Businesses are just a click away. Visit SWBC.com to learn more and start your next adventure. Kevin Gray of 105 through the fan. Patrick No C. Walker of DallasCowboys.com. Our six-time Pro Bowler, three-time Super Bowl champion, Nate Newton, and our Cowboys legend this week, Dat Wynn, joining us here on Cowboys Crosstalk. Coming up next, we're going to talk about the newest addition to the Dallas Cowboys. He used to play for the Indianapolis Colts. Now he's going to help this wide receiver room we'll talk a little ty hilton next on the dallas cowboys radio network <laughs>
Broadcasting live from the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco. It is Cowboys Crosstalk presented by SWBC, SWBC Mortgage. Join the more than 120,000 customers that we've helped to find their happier way home. Visit SWBCMortgage.com to find a pro today. Kevin Gray of 105 through the fan. Patrick Nosey Walker of DallasCowboys.com. Yes, sir. Our six-time Pro Bowl and three-time Super Bowl champion, Nate Newton. Wow, And our Cowboys legend is a seven-year NFL veteran all with the Dallas Cowboys. That win joining us here on Cowboys Crosstalk live at the Star in Frisco. That win. Man, how much did you weigh when you played? That's 204. Well, with Parcells, I was 243. What you weigh now? About 205. Okay, all right. Uh, I just yeah. like, you're, boy, you was, a, you was a bigger man about 10 years ago. 243. <laughs> Before we jump into our newest Cowboys edition, I want to ask you about that because you hear about the stories and playing with Bill Parcells and how things went with him. What was your experience like playing with Bill Parcells, a legendary figure, obviously, in this league and having a chance to I play I played with for him for four years, and, uh, Kevin, I think uh, I learned more football in those four years than I played 15 years prior. Wow. He taught me so much of the game of football. He made it so interesting. Uh, situational football, things that you help you win and lose games. And he'll have that through practice. We have about 25 or so situations that we go through whole training camp. And he tells us in the huddle, in the, in the meetings, he goes, you never know when you need it. But when it comes up, you better know it. <laughs> but he added a couple more ad, 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 adverbs yeah. in there. But uh, also, the game of football is just so unique in so many ways. that like He breaks down all the referees. There's 17 crews of referees. Um, he breaks them down. And then every week, he'll tell us what crew it is. And, hey, this crew, we're creatures of habits, right? Hey, this crew calls a lot of holding. You guys keep your hands inside. Yeah. Hey, PI, you got to watch out for pass interference. Hey, DBs, you got to watch out. This. So stuff like that, you learn and you appreciate uh, how, how he was so successful. And so all the stops he, he, was, he were... I'm before. interested to hear what was your first meeting like with him when you first met him and found out, you know, you're obviously <laughs> going to be playing for Bill Parcells. Uh, you know what? I felt like um, he didn't really want us there, obviously, just because he was so accustomed to bigger linebackers, 6'4", 250-pound middle linebacker, inside linebacker. And I remember many jokes. He's a jokester, too. He's a, co he's a <laughs> yes. comedian, and, and he is so witty, but he always talked about Dexter Coakley and myself. He goes, man. When's the circus? Oh, well, we got some midgets <laughs> linebacker. <you know? laughs> so he'll throw that out. But, but our first meeting with them, it's just that he, it was just football. Nothing else but football. I don't care anything else. But if you can show me you play football, you give effort, you don't make mistakes, I, you can be on my team. Yeah. And uh, he gave us, he laid it out, and uh, that's all you wanted was an opportunity, right, to go out there and play the game. Well, a Cowboys wide receiver, a new one has an opportunity to help this team win football games down the stretch, and that is T.Y. Hilton. Eugene is his government name, and he now is a member of the Dallas Cowboys. Now, I want to start with you with this one. No Odell Beckham Jr., not around here, just so that you know, not around here. But T.Y. Hilton is here. What does he bring to this team that will help this wide receiver room hopefully get to where they want to go by the end of the season here? Uh, just a veteran presence, you know, route runner, um, was was an explosive guy with the Colts. That's who he played with. Uh, I, I'm I'm one of those guys. I'm just gonna be patient and see where what what they do with him. Sure. You know everybody's projecting. You know what they're gonna do with him. But through my past experience of seeing how Coach uh, Moore do, does things, I would like to wait and see how they will use him. And uh, is he a stopgap guy or is he just a guy that's uh, gonna be? 
effective as the season go on. I just want to wait and see. I want to sure. give him every opportunity to show me, uh, show the fans what does he bring besides just veteran leadership to the, uh, to the room. Patrick, this is a guy that's 33 years of age. Some of his best football that we saw during his time with Andrew Luck when he was with the Indianapolis Colts has struggled with injury over the last few years. What does he have left based on what you have seen from him and what he can help bring to this Cowboys wide receiver room? The only question for me on T.Y. Hilton is, is he healthy? Yeah. Uh, and, and I don't know that I trust the medical staff uh, in this league more than I would say Britt Brown and the medical staff here in Dallas. So if they give the green light, uh, as they did with T.Y. Hilton. I feel like he's, he's ready to go. And keep in mind, uh, he hasn't played football this particular season. So physically, he should, in fact, feel refreshed, as he stated. But he's, he's only two years removed from 766 receiving yards and five touchdowns in the final year of the swan song of Phillip Rivers. Uh, so had the neck issue last year, but nine starts after he came back from IR and, again, coming off of the break. So physically, he should be right there. What would also help with his durability, another goat over there, uh, <laughs> what will physically help his durability as well with this Cowboys team is he doesn't have to be wide receiver one or two. He gets to split reps with Noah Brown for wide receiver four. And, and like Big Nate said, I'm interested to see how Kellen Moore schemes him up. Um, but this is a guy who could very well pass the 10,000-yard career receiving mark this season. So if he's on the field, even if it's as a decoy, defensively you have to respect him. And you have to respect the fact that he can take the top off or that he can get a lot of yak off of a screen or a bubble. And that's going to open up plays and space for Michael Gallup and CeeDee Lamb to continue to operate. It's just it's another weapon for the defense to have to scheme for as if they didn't have enough already. And you talk about the two horses in the backfield with Tony Pollard and, and uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Cowboys are really, really proving that they're as all in as they've ever been. T.Y. Hilton spending, he says, 10 hours a day here at the Star <laughs> trying to pour through his playbook to get ready to contribute. And another five at home yes, studying. <laughs> exactly. He's got three older kids, so he's trying to get through all of that with family at home, too. Dad, when you look at this team, and Patrick started to mention it a little bit, it feels like they are trying to make moves to be able to get them where they want to go. Do you get that sense that the Jones family, what they're trying to do here is put this team in the best position that by the time we get to the end of the season – they'll be able to compete with the Philadelphias of the world and who they believe they'll see in no, the playoffs, hopefully I, deep into the playoffs. Yes, I definitely agree with that. I think this is a big, big, big pickup just because if you look at the scheme of the teams, right, you're talking about our team with, with Gallup, with C.D. Lamb, and then you got, um, if you put T. Hilton, T.Y. Hilton in, inside, you, who are you going to man up? Who are you going to double? And then now, I always think about like T.Y. Hilton. Those, those guys are so crafty, so quick, so explosive. You hate to play against those guys. I was a linebacker. You have, every time you have to go to the slide or you have to bump out to the number three and it's a, a little receiver, man. It, you it, want to know parts of that, You don't know part of that stuff. So, so I think that's where you're going to figure out down the road. And it all depends on how he is to his health and also his, you know, how he gets adapted, how quickly we get adapted to the, the game and back, back to playing the game of football. And I think that's going to be interesting to see. But, but as a defender, look, just look at the team. You're talking about the two running backs and even now with the tight end. <laughs> What do you do? Like yeah. As a defender, how, who are you going to stop? Who are you going to give up? What, who are you allowed to take over? The, even with the Belichick mindset, with the Parcells mindset, take the best player away. You're going to take C.D. Lamb? Guess what? Gall Gallup. You got T.Y. You got the tight end. Mm -hmm. You got the two running back. What do you do? Now, you, know, you always want the second, third guy to beat you. We got those guys that are really 1A, 1B, right? Yeah. yeah. And, Nate, all these guys need help in terms of protection and blocking. And this offensive line has gone through a little bit of reshuffling, and it's going through some more of it now. 
We expect Tyron Smith to be back here very soon, maybe as soon as Sunday. Jerry Jones saying that he expects Tyron Smith to play on Sunday. Jason Peters sliding over the right tackle and doing well, especially on that final drive. What do you see? How do you feel about this offensive line now? And I'll ask you this question as well. Who is Nate Newton's best five that he's sending out there on Sunday against Jacksonville when they get ready to play? And, and the last question, I honestly can't tell you. Yeah. Uh, because uh, I know what my uh, Tyler Smith is the best. Uh, he's the best left tackle, you know, just from him playing and having reps. Uh, I, I looked at him a little bit at guard this past week. It just did not look good. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking about leaving my first three guys in there, the Oddish, uh, McGovern, and, and the great all-pro right guard. And then I'm, I got to figure out how I'm going to play my tackles. Is it going to be uh, Smith, uh, Tyron Smith, and Tyler over there? Or is it going to be Tyler and um, Peterson, you know, rotating in mm -hmm. and out of that right tackle? Because I want to leave that middle like it is. Sure. You know, and so. Uh, so you're not taking McGovern out of his left guard nah, spot. You're leaving McGovern, nah, Biotis, um, and Martin there. Yes. And you're trying to figure out what to do with the left and right tackle. tackle. Very yeah. interesting. Yeah, okay. because in the new NFL, and I was telling some people, in the new NFL, how long is it going to take Tyron Smith to play? When me and him play, you ready? <laughs> Let's go play. Yeah. Not everybody got this new ramp up in NFL. And how do you ever get in shape? If you don't play, mm -hmm. not, not 10 plays, rest. How do you build a rhythm as an offensive lineman? I do know this, fellas. Y'all are smarter than me with this new NFL. I do know this right here. Take them musical chairs into the playoffs and see what your quarterback do. Oh, it's, it's not going to be pretty. Yeah. It's not going to be pretty at all. And, and for me, if you had asked me this question before Terrence Steele went down, the answer was different. Yeah. Um, the answer would have been at that point, I would have liked to see the rookie Tyler remain on the field in some capacity. But now, without Terrence Steele, you really have to figure out that position because, yes, we love what we saw from Jason Peters at right tackle, but he hadn't played in that position since 2005. He is 40 years old, so could he withstand 100% of those offensive snaps at right tackle? I'd probably say no. McCarthy so, says he can. Terry says he can. If so, I would, love, <laughs> I would love to see it. But if not, I now need Tyler Smith as an effective backup swing tackle okay. that can step in if Tyron needs a ramp-up period and or if Peters needs somebody to jump in and spell him. I need that guy to be Tyler Smith now. And you tie that into the fact that Connor McGovern – he hasn't done anything to lose his job at left guard. So all of those, for all of those reasons, I'm, I'm kind of with Big Nate on this one. You put Peters there, but now you pull Tyler back the rookie and you say, hey, we've seen you play left tackle. Let's start getting you some reps in practice at right tackle just in case we need to rotate you into that spot. Because the owner has said that left tackle is Tyron yep. Smith. Yeah, period. The owner said yeah. Tyron is back. And, and, and so that's it. My, my, my thing is just right here. You are not weak right now. You know, you may not have the best set of centers and centering guard, but you are not weak in the middle right now. These guys have been ramping and playing with each other. And you got that Zach guy. But that Zach Martin. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah. They've been ramping and playing. <laughs> Can't bounce for sure. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't make eight moves because of one move. Yeah. You know, and I'm not, like I said, I'm not counting ball out. I'm not, but I understand don't play games when he go in the game. Sure. Protect this kid. So you got four tackles that you got to decide how you're going to play. But please, let's don't go to the first round of the playoffs. Well, we're going to get ten plays for this guy in five because 
Because I want to see continuity, playing. Nate. I'm yes. not going to lie. I want to see continuity. Yeah. I want to see you get out there with your best five, whomever that is. Yeah. Get them into a rhythm so that by the time you get to the end of the regular season in the playoffs, we're not having, having to ask these questions about who is the best five. Are we rotating guys in now? Because I understand, obviously, trying to protect Tyler Smith. We saw him at left guard during training camp a little bit during OTAs. How do you find the best way to be able to get these guys prepared to play? That, to me, is my biggest question going down the stretch here. Who is those best five, and how do you get those guys ready to play and, every and single you, week? You absolutely need that continuity for your quarterback as well. Your quarterback needs to know that when he drops back, he doesn't have to second-guess what's yes. going on at right tackle because that's processing speed. That takes away from it, and you guys know better than anyone. This is a game of a thousandth of a second in the reaction. So if Dak Prescott, when he drops back, if his first thought is peeking over at Josh Ball to see what's happening, he might have just missed his first read and maybe even his second read. It really causes the play to break down, and before you know it, there's a pass rusher in his personal space, and the play is disrupted or broken up altogether. Might be a critical sack, whatever the case may be. Continu continuity is going to be huge. You know, it's crazy that you talk about that with Dak Prescott. It's amazing because he's a right-handed quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> Every time he fakes the ball, he flips his hip over. <laughs> Guess what he's going to see? Uh -huh. right? That's exactly what you're talking about. But, but all right, the offensive line, I think the offensive line is, is good. And, and I think Nate made a great point of just, hey, keep the interior guys there. you got options on the outside. Now this is the time really to, to play the game and just go see how they go. And, and guess what? Maybe flip the guy, don't flip the guy, have a swing guy. Because really, yeah, it really is the luxury because right. you have the experience of Peterson and you got experience of Smith on – on either side, right, left tackle, uh, respectively, and then you got the young guy that been playing both. Right. Yeah. With right. the absent of time, he went over there and he yeah. had, he started with the vice. So he really played most. So I think it's really a, a luxury with what the Cowboys have with the swingman in the young Tyler Tyler Smith. It is Cowboys Crosstime presented by SWBC, SWBC PEO, helping to alleviate the HR administrative burden that comes with running a business. Leave the worrying to us. Visit SWPCPEO.com today. To find out more, Kevin Gray 105 through the fan, Patrick Walker of DallasCowboys.com, Nate Newton, our Cowboys legend, Dat Wynn. Coming up next on Cowboys Crosstalk on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network, speaking of linebackers, Micah Parsons had some spicy things to say on the Vaughn cast about Jalen Hurts. We'll ask our resident linebacker what he thought of Micah Parsons' comments. We'll do that next on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network.
to SWBC Mortgage's Cowboys Crosstalk. Cross yeah, Broadcasting live from the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco. It is Cowboys Crosstalk presented by SWBC. Kevin Gray of 105 through the fan. Patrick Nosey Walker of DallasCowboys.com. Our resident three-time Super Bowl champion, six-time Pro Bowler, yes, Nate yes. Newton, we back. and seven-year NFL back. veteran, Texas A&M Aggie, all, of course, with the Dallas Cowboys in the league. Dat yes, Wynn, our Cowboys legend, joining us this week here live at the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco. Before we went to break, wanted to pose this question to you, gentlemen. I'll start with our resident linebacker here. Micah Parsons was on the Vaughn cast with Vaughn Miller as he, of course, is dealing with a torn ACL, trying to recover and come back for the Buffalo Bills next year. But Micah Parsons talking about Jalen Hurts and his MVP candidacy said, hey, is it Hurts or is it the team? And obviously Jalen Hurts is having a fantastic year. The Cowboys are going to see the Eagles on Christmas Eve. But I want to frame this question in the idea of bulletin board material. When you hear things like that mm -hmm. and you're the Philadelphia Eagles, do you go back and say, hey, did y'all hear what Micah had to say about our oh. team and about our quarterback? <laughs> Talk to me about bulletin board material. Is that a real thing, Dad, when it comes to the locker room? It is to a certain point, absolutely. And I think for, as players, as competitors, you know what's going on. But there's, there's a mutual respect, right, in the league when you play, especially in the division. When you know your division, you know, hey, you got these three teams that you have to beat. And they, in order to do anything in a season, you got to overcome this team. And uh, with what Philadelphia's doing with Jalen Hurst, and it is material. You can get stuff and you put it on. But you, you, you – as a team or as a defensive coordinator, as a coach, and go in and, hey, did you hear what what, um, what uh, Parsons said about you? Yeah. So he knows, oh, for sure. But guess what? At the end of the day, it's not, when you, with a ball snap, none of that doesn't matter, <laughs> right? It's great it's leading up to it. It's, it's uh, the hype, the media, the expecta expectations. But uh, after you snap the ball, man, hey, we're just trying to play ball. We're trying to execute what we practice, and this is what we got to do. And, and all that stuff between individual gets out, it, it's out of the Nate, you played with a coach who was a master psychologist in Jimmy Johnson and who knew how to get the most out of you all as far as play was concerned. Would he look at something like that and be like, hey, did you all hear what such and such had to say about Nate this week? Did you hear what such and such had to say about Emmett? Was that a real thing in the locker room for you guys? The media brought it to you. The coaches now, the media was going to bring it to you. Yeah. We don't have the social media that we have today driving things, but the media was going to bring it to you, hey, man, this is what was said. And uh, they would, you know, word for word say, but the bottom line is with my team, it is that would have came out today, and we would have looked back and said, now the last time we played, <laughs> <laughs> this is what I did to you. Yeah. So that, that's how I look at it. The last time the Cowboys played, looked like Jalen, whether it was the system or whether it was him. Something like was working. Was, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we'll see. You know, get through Jacksonville and we will see was, real quick. Was it, was it though? Huh? I guess my biggest takeaway from that, that first battle with the Eagles, uh, and this is not to take away anything from Jalen Hurts and, and his – uh, ascension from year one to year two uh, and also give credit to, to Howie Roseman the general manager up there because he between A.J. Brown and Heisman winner Devontae Smith I mean he's stacked weapons there which is what the GM is supposed to do and what Jalen is doing is using those weapons to help win uh, games that's what's supposed to happen but it took that Philadelphia Eagles team three interceptions from a backup quarterback in Cooper Rush to defeat the Cowboys narrowly on their own field in Philadelphia I say all that to say, bulletin board material or not, Christmas Eve cometh. Yes. And, and, and to that point, 
all this, all this suspense and hype, once that ball gets kicked off on Christmas Eve, we are finally going to find out who the best team in the NFC is. <laughs> Which I will start with this before we quickly go to break here. Is Jacksonville a trap game for Dallas on Sunday, no, Patrick? No, it, it is not. And the reason I say it's not a trap game is because, as we said earlier in this, in this uh, show, Jacksonville, they're better than the Texans. They're better than the Colts. This, this is a team that you better take seriously, mm -hmm. or you might get embarrassed. The Tennessee Titans, who are in a – they're scratching and clawing for a playoff spot, just got 36 points dropped on them by this Jacksonville Jaguars team. And coached by Doug Peterson, who knows how to put up yards and knows how to put points on the board. And they're going against the Cowboys defense that's now without Jordan Lewis, without Anthony Brown. Kelvin Joseph is still trying to feel his way. Had a flash play on the third down PBU, but yep, before sure then struggled mightily, right? So you go and you get McKenzie Alexander and, and you get um, Trayvon Mullen off of waivers today. And you're hoping that Kendall Sheffield, these veterans, can help these younger guys complement Trayvon Diggs, but until you see the consistency, and now you're going against, say, Jones mm -hmm. and Christian Kirk and Trevor Lawrence, this can't be a trap game. They have to Marvin go to Jacksonville Jones. taking this. Marvin Jones, they have to go Evan to Jacksonville Ingram taking has found his legs. Very go serious. on and on and on. And, and ATN is also a receiver out of the backfield, so the linebackers are going to get tested as well. This Cowboys team better take Jacksonville seriously. Tell me why this isn't a trap game for the Dallas Cowboys. Well, I think it's going to be one of those games that it's just they're a good football team. I yeah. think Patrick just lined it for it. Yeah. This is a good football team. And, they, and, they, and they're getting better from week one to week two to, to right now, week 15, 14. They're getting a lot better. And, and they're competitive. And, and Doug Peterson knows the Dallas Cowboys. He had been in the game that long when they were in the same division. So he knows. And, and in my opinion, I don't know. He might have even punt the ball in this game. You know what I mean? He's just, he's just going to play it every down just because what do they got to lose? Because really he's trying to prove that, hey, we go, we're going to be a football team. We're going to play. We're going to fight. And I think that's what his personality is. But I don't think it's a trap game. I think we better take him real seriously because it's going to be a good game. Nate, real quick before we go to break, why is this not a trap game for the Cowboys? Yeah, you know what? Because they are unpredictable, the Cowboys. They can drop 40 on this team. Yeah. You know, or they can go out and struggle and try to find a way to win. So, uh, to me, every game for the Dallas Cowboys is a trap game mm. because they can get full of themselves real quick, and we as media will find a reason every game to give them that to give them that uh, that, that confidence. Yeah. <laughs> Let's take our next break here on the Cowboys Crossout presented by SWBC. Kevin Gray of 105 through the fan, Patrick Walker of DallasCowboys.com, Nate Newton, three-time Super Bowl champion, our Cowboys legend, Dat Wynn, joining us here live at the Star in Frisco. Coming up next, we're going to catch up with our Cowboys legend, Dat Wynn, see what he's got going on these days, and get predictions. I'm not going to ask Nate because we know what he's going to predict on Sunday, but we'll get our predictions from the rest of our guys next on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network.
SWBC Mortgages Cowboys Crosstalk. Cross yeah, Broadcasting live from the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco. Final segment here of Cowboys Crosstalk presented by SWBC. Kevin Gray of 105.3 The Fan. Patrick Nosey Walker of DallasCowboys.com getting the latest news and notes on your Dallas Cowboys, of course. Six-time Pro Bowler, three-time Super Bowl champion, yeah. Nate Newton joining me as he does every single Wednesday. And our Cowboys legend this week, hey, Dat Wynn, that, joining that. us here, here live at the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco. Let's thank our final partner here, Liberty Tax, a proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Schedule an appointment today at LibertyTax.com slash Cowboys. Let's catch up with our Cowboys legend, Dat yes. Wynn, as he joins us here on Cowboys Crosstalk. Dat, of course, seven-year NFL veteran, all with the Dallas Cowboys, born here in the state of Texas, native Texan, played at Texas A&M. What's going on with Dat Wynn these days? So I am um, really just uh, taking care of uh, five kids. I have a wife, I have five kids, and uh, so uh, well, I'm busy with that, but uh, really I'm uh, running Chick-fil-A down in Fort Worth. And uh, what's funny is that uh, I grew up in a restaurant business and I uh, wanted to coach football. But uh, unfortunately, um, I didn't want to cart my family around the country every few years. So I decided <laughs> to uh, open a restaurant. And uh, I saw my mom impact people. She uh, impacted so many of my relatives, my friends, and uh, people that work for my mom. And I was like, wow, I want to I do that. So. Uh, what I do now is I, I try to give people a chance in life to uh, have a better opportunity than what they had before. And uh, what's cool is that I use all football concepts. So, <laughs> so sure. every, everybody you has you know, a, for course, sure. Everybody has, has a rating. You know, you're, you're, you're a five-star, you're one-star. Yeah. I, I don't have any one or two stars uh, that hangs around, but, uh, but it's in the become concept, teamwork. Uh, everything's very similar to uh, the game of football, so uh, that's a, I, I do a lot of that just because it's more of a mentorship. Sure. And it's been of a, it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun the last uh, seven years. Do you still have a passion for coaching? Is that something that at some <laughs> point you want to dabble into, or are you really good with what, where you're at right now and what you're well, doing? I, know, I never say never, but I think it's uh, something that you're always coaching anyways. You know, it seems sure. like the game of football has always been part of me, and, and uh, it's always been great for me. And I think sometimes you miss the opportunity of maybe impacting somebody on football, but teaching them something else, share something that you know. It's because all you guys, the game of football really taught us a lot of life skills. And, um, but I, but I, I enjoy what I'm doing right now, though. Well, you should go help Jimbo Fisher down there at Texas a <laughs> He could use some of your expertise down there helping coach those boys down there uh, after what they struggled with this year. But I'm sure next year, hopefully, it'll be much better for your Texas a and Maggots as they continue to matriculate through the SEC. Well, well, we're, not, we're not going to talk about the SEC because we got a resident Georgia Bulldog yeah. over here. Thank you for what you did to LSU. <laughs> and, and go dogs. Uh -huh, exactly, exactly. It is uh, prediction time as we get you ready for Cowboys. Jaguars on Sunday afternoon at high noon on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network 105.3 The Fan. Also, that game will be on Fox with the number one team, Kevin Burkhardt, Greg Olson, Aaron Andrews, and Tom Rinaldi will have the call on Fox. And, of course, Cowboys on a four-game win streak. I'm not going to ask Nate because Nate knows what time it is when it comes to predictions with the Dallas Cowboys. But, Nate, tell me the X factor that helps the Cowboys get a win on Sunday against what is a very competitive Jacksonville Jaguars football team, especially with the improvement of this offense with Trevor Lawrence. Use your tight ends a little bit more. Okay. And uh, as a quarterback, don't throw past your first option when it's running wide open. So, you know, the same mentality you took to get Are you trying to tell yards. me something, Nate? Was Dak doing that a little bit on, on Sunday? Early in the game, okay. he was forcing. Okay. And, you know, people that know the game saw that he was forcing. You know, and, and once you stop forcing and let the game come to you like you used to let it come to you, and, and we'll, 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 we'll do these folks in. 
I think for me, it's more the defense. I think it's going to be a challenge. I think this is a young football team that has a lot of weapons. Quarterback's good. I think it's going to be a challenge. As you're going to move forward and go into the playoff, thinking about the playoff down the road, you're going to play some of these teams that have some good quarterbacks, and I think it's a good challenge. If you have a mindset going in and shutting down Trevor Lawrence and shutting down the receivers and the running back in ETI, I think it's going to be a challenge. And I think that's what mindset would be if uh, it was me, if I sharing with the team. I think that's going to be the X factor for me is the defense shutting down. Trevor Lawrence and their offense. A little bit of science from my man Patrick Walker. The number is 18. The Cowboys have forced 18 forced fumbles in 2022, the most wow. in a season since 2017 when they forced 20, and the most through 13 games of a season since 2006 when they forced 19. How does Dan Quinn go about attacking Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson in this offense on Sunday? Well, first of all, you got to force them to be one-dimensional. You have to take away the run game as best you can. We, we understand that, that uh, Travis back there, he can really, you know, help change the game for the positive, for the better for Jacksonville. Uh, but if you can force this game on the shoulder uh, of a young Trevor Lawrence, because even though he's proven that he's talented, Dan Quinn knows how to scheme against younger guys. So what you want to do is make that younger quarterback be the hero. Mm -hmm. Force him to be the hero. That's going to give you opportunities for potential takeaways, and the Cowboys have proven they can take in the ball away. I think this is a game where the Cowboys secondary outside of Trevon Diggs might struggle a bit because the Jaguars have so many weapons for Trevor to throw to. So I believe the Jaguars are going to get some points on the board, but one or two takeaways. If the Cowboys can leave this game with a plus two takeaway margin, they win this game. Very interesting note in this game. The Cowboys are looking for their first ever win in Jacksonville. So if you remember wow. back in 2006, Jacksonville won that game. The second time that they played was in London. <laughs> and Des Bryant, of course, went off yeah. that day yeah. in London. And the last time these two teams got together, it was 40-7 to Dallas and back in 2018. Yeah, Romo was also injured in that London game. That's right. Yeah, he was, That's he right. was injured. He wasn't 100%. That's right. So the Cowboys looking for their first ever win in Jacksonville on Sunday afternoon. As we get ready for our last four minutes here, Dad, do you have a score for us and how the Cowboys ultimately extend this win streak to five against Jacksonville on well, Sunday? First thing that comes off to my head is uh, I would say you know, Jacksonville's going to score some points, obviously, with Patrick. Uh, I would say 35-17, Cowboys. Okay, 35-17. Yeah, okay. We're going to D him up a little bit, but uh, we'll score some points on offense. Nate's going to say 100 to nothing Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't want to I'm going to bypass Nate. Uh, Patrick Walker, give me a score on how the Cowboys um, ultimately get it done Like, like I said, I think the Jacksonville Jaguars score some points here. Uh, the young Cowboys secondary outside of Trevon Diggs, I, I think they give up a couple big plays before they kind of get it together. But I think the Cowboys get a couple takeaways. Added possessions for Dak Prescott in that offense, especially if T.Y. Hilton can play and contribute. Then the Cowboys can put up uh, 34, 35 points. So let's make it an even – you know what? Let's give Brett Maher some, some boots. So it says 34, right? <laughs> uh, 34, 27, it's, it's going to be a close one in my prediction. 34, 27. Yeah, I think this game is going to be a little bit closer than what the experts may think. Uh, Cowboys are a four-and-a-half-point favorite currently right now going on the road to Jacksonville. I like what Trevor Lawrence is doing down there. This offense is getting better. It's amazing what happens when you bring confidence into an organization right. and you see a guy who's a Super Bowl winning it's head coach. Amazing. It's amazing <laughs> what happens when you get guys in there who actually know what they're doing and how the football team can improve. And we're starting to see that with Jacksonville. And you mentioned it a little bit earlier, the confidence that they have in beating Tennessee the way that they yes. did. Yes. Trevor Lawrence with three touchdowns in that game. I think it's going to be a close one. I'm going to take the Cowboys in this one. I'm going to go 28-21 mm. on Sunday. Still seven. Yeah, still, still seven. seven. Still, still seven. seven. But I think uh, this game's going to go into the fourth quarter, and I think the Jacksonville oh, yeah. Jaguars are going to have something. And you were mentioned a little bit earlier, they've got something to prove. This is a good team. 
They're starting to figure out some things. The record doesn't necessarily indicate that, but over the last few weeks, it's a team that's getting better. I think they're going to give the Cowboys a little bit of something to think about before Philadelphia comes in for Christmas Eve and what will be arguably the biggest mm. showdown in the NFC East mm. this mm. year. I know, Nate, I know Nate's look like, man, look, we Give just me. need to get through Jacksonville this week, handle business before Philadelphia comes you know, in. I, I, I believe it because I've been there. You know, played through Jacksonville going, going to the Eagles. Played through them. And that that means play clean, play right, show people who you are. You know, that, I, I'm waiting for that. I'm waiting for that consistency because if you don't find it, it's going to be ugly down the road. Yeah, and the Jacksonville Jaguars will make you pay for it if you have the kind of mistakes that you had against the Houston Texans on Sunday. I think that's a big thing for me is what kind of mindset are you going to come out with from the outset of this game? And I don't want this team – it reminds me of kind of the Lakers back in the early 2000s. What we started to think about them as they got later into that run, we viewed them as a turn-it-on, turn-it-off type team. They would turn it on in certain games, and then other games you would feel like they were sleepwalking. The Cowboys kind of feel like they've been doing a little bit of that over the last few weeks – are they going to be a team that ultimately turns it on for the rest of the year? Or are we going to still see some of this inconsistency that you guys have been talking about and whether that shows up on Sunday against the Jacksonville Jaguars? Hopefully we'll see the 40-3 team that we saw against the Minnesota Vikings and not the one that allowed the Houston Texans to stay in it all the way until the final drive. We appreciate our Cowboys legend, Dat Win for joining us here this week on Cowboys Cross Talk. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. And uh, continue the best of luck to you in your future endeavors for sure. As my, always, my man, Nate Newton, good to see you as always. You're What's festive up, baby? In, your, in your Christmas red, man. Oh, yeah, I'm doing this, man. You take, you take care of Michelle for Christmas? You didn't take care of you? Whatever my baby want, baby. You want the house. Oh, look That's at that. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Oh, you see, he said he got you. He said he Look, she's just smiling. She's not even looking up. She's saying, I'm just going to say on this phone. He's talking all this noise every time I come home anyway. I got you. What's up, you going to pay for Yes, sir. From my man Patrick Dosey Walker, appreciate the time, man. Yeah. My name is Kevin Gray. It's been Cowboys <laughs> Crosstalk presented by SWBC yes. Cowboys Jaguars on Sunday on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network 105 through the fan and on Fox. Appreciate you guys joining us, man. Hope y'all had some fun tonight. Thank you. Appreciate Thank it. You. Appreciate y'all joining us live for the Cowboys Crosstalk. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!